What's up, everybody? It's your best friend, Trevoris. And your baby daddy, Dom. And this is PG Podcast. Oh, okay. That's what we're given today. Um, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm well. Uh, you know, living this quarantine life. Yes. The best way we know how. The best way we know how. Yes. Um, yes, I'm here. So we're going to move forward. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> um, okay. Should we do our guest first or the pizza of the week first? Um, we can do our guest. We'll do our guest first. Okay. So um, we're trying something new. Way over yonder, so that we can all be um, social distancing, not really, but sort of, kind of, not really. Um, <laughs> on the hotline, we have, on our on our hot chat, our BGC chat, BBC. What's the BBC? Big, Big Black, Black Cop. <laughs> I hate that word so much. It's disgusting. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yes, we have two of our really, 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 really good friends. We have Chantel and Tay. Hello. What's up? How you How the hell are you? Making it in these quarantine streets, you know. <laughs> Holding it down. Just trying to survive. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> okay, so um I mean you guys really don't know, but we do a thing called Peach of the Week. So we basically give recognition to something or someone every week. I knew that. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. gather me. Right. Okay. <laughs> we listen to the dance. We've oh, been around. Oh. oh, okay. Well, excuse me. <clears throat> um, you want to give your peach first or me? Um, I'll do mine first. All right. That's fine. So my peach of the week is going to go to uh, Miss Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Um, I have literally, so I, I, like I've been saying, I watched Grey's Anatomy like pieces here and there. Uh-huh. But I've recently started, like, from episode one, season one, and I've been, like, binge-watching it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in, episode, I'm in like, season six now, and there's, like, 16 seasons. Oh. But, um... No, there's 17 seasons with Kardashians. There's 17 seasons. Why do y'all have that many seasons? Anyway. <laughs> right. But anyway, so I realized, like, by watching Grey's Anatomy, one, it is probably, like, the longest-running Shonda show ever. Right. Um... The episodes are, like, really, like, there's some episodes that are just, like, fun, but most of them are, like, really deep. Um, They talk about, like, society and life, and, like, they really get you to thinking, your emotions be going. Right. Like, it's just a really, really good show. And I realized that a lot of actors have, like, passed through Grey's Anatomy. Okay. And, like, have went on to other things, like, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, or, like, just been in other, like, you know, movies and TV shows. And I was like... This is like a really good show. Right. So my piece of the week is going to go to Shonda Rhimes for Grey's Anatomy because it's the shit and it's been running for so long and I just feel like it's not getting old. Like I I watch every episode like on the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know when I stop watching it, but you know, once you miss like one or two episodes or something, it's like, well, that's down, down goes the season. That's true. I miss like one or two episodes of Empire and I'm like, girl, fuck this season. season." (laughs) I never made it back. (laughs) (laughs) Throw the whole show away. I I literally had to go back and watch stuff, but um, I'm on the last season, so, of Empire 2. I'm about to uh, close that out. Close that chapter. 
Okay, well, my peach of the week goes to... Well, is that it? Yeah. Oh. My peach of the week goes to a Hulu original by the name of Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, that's my shit. Um, Featuring Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Um, I kind of want you to give me the whole season so I could just binge watch it. <laughs> okay, that is the thing. I was highly upset that I binge watched seven episodes. I was like, now I got to wait for this eighth episode to come out. I need it right now. Um, It's really, really good. It's... It's just good. Like it's just, it's, it's just good. Right. It's good drama. It's good like like you don't you never know what's gonna happen. Like you think you know what's gonna happen and then it's like a twist and a turn. Right. So like yeah, it's just it's really good. I do enjoy watching that show. So yeah, that's my piece of the week. Um, all right. Well, there's that. Um, let's get into brew of the week. Uh, is it brew of the week? Yes, it's brew of the week. <laughs> I should know what I'm doing here. The tea is exceptionally good today. Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. Hold on. All right, 73-year-old Arnold White was arrested after a joint investigation led by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the El Paso Sheriff's Office, and the El Paso um, Police Department. Originally interrogated about four crimes committed in the region in the 1990s, the retired trucker confessed to a total of 79 kidnappings across California, Nevada, New Mexico, and Texas over a period of 40 years. 79 kidnappings? Um, Mr. White confessed to using a mix of hallucinatory drugs containing LSD and PCP to seduce his victims before approaching them and carrying them inside his truck to assault them. In order to confuse his victims even more, he had set up the inside of his truck to look like an operating room and would wear an alien costume. FBI oh. spokesman Daryl Johnson described the abuse that the accused afflicted to his victim as extremely disturbing. He would insert fingers and objects in various body cavities. He had even created his own sex toy designs to look like alien tools um, and medical instruments. According to Mr. Johnson, most of the victims were loners and marginals, a fact that helped Mr. White evade arrests for so long. Um, he chose victims who were gullible and might fall for his trap. Several of his victims were actually UFO investigators he found hanging around Area 51 or Roswell. Arnold White now faces a total of 347 criminal charges, including several charges of kidnapping, uh-huh. aggravated assault by use of drug, oral copulation by anesthesia or controlled substance, assault with intent to commit a sexual offense, and possession of a controlled substance. He could face a term of more than 382 years of life in prison oh, if found guilty of all counts. The 73-year-old um, was denied bail this morning and will remain in detention until the beginning of his trial in January. First of all, once you get that many years, give me life. Give. Just kill me. Give. If I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna go to jail for 300 some years, just go ahead and give me the life. Like, go ahead and give me the death penalty. Yeah. But I guess you need to suffer. That just. Wow. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know, like what. <laughs> and then, like, okay, so then you think about then, like, were some of the victims like, did he let them go? Like, he didn't kill them, right? Obviously not. So then, like, you know, like they go back to wherever, and they be like, I was abducted by aliens, and, blah, 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 and I think they're crazy. Right. That's what he did. That's smart. It's not smart. But it's creepy. About, it's creepy. Can we talk smart. about how it said he seduced them with uh. LSD? That's not seduction. <laughs> <laughs> That is fucking creepy. Like, how? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. 
I can't even explain I mean, that. How though. do you? I mean, yeah, for the sake of you know not getting caught, but then you get caught. So like, where's well, the he confessed. Like, they say he confessed. He yeah, but I wonder what got them on to him in the first place. Jesus Christ! Right, right. But what, did he just get his fix and was like, okay, I'm done, or like, what? No, like, they're never I mean, done. Forty years doing this shit. Forty uh, years. Oh, so he retired basically. He just- <laughs> 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 but all right, guys, it's been a long haul. It's been a good. It's been a good run. Right. Um, I'm gonna stop here. Um, just walk to the police office and be like, uh, "Hey, guys, uh, yeah." So this is what I've been uh, doing. Fan of forty years, seventy nine victims. Uh, this is what I did. Yikes! How All did you right. stop at seventy nine? Not that I wish this on anybody else, but <laughs> that's just an odd place to stop. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like that is crazy. But like, if you want a pen pal, we can definitely find his information. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no shade. Okay, so this is like this is completely off topic, but no shade. So I was scrolling through TikTok, mm-hmm. and I saw where this girl did like that whole pen pal thing with inmates. So I was like, oh, well maybe I could do a, a inmate pen pal since what? I ain't doing shit in quarantine. Bitch, you got a pen pal. No, I didn't. <laughs> I went on the website or whatever and I started like scrolling through. But my thing is like, if I want to, if I want a pen pal in jail, I want somebody that's going to, that I'm going to be able to talk to. Like, I don't want a straight man pen pal. I feel like that'll be weird. Well, maybe they, you know, might discover. Well, okay. Basically, because there. when you when you read through the profiles, though, uh, like one of the guys was like, "Hey, ladies, what's up? Something, something, something." I was like, "I don't want him to be my pen pal." First of all, is this Tinder? What? Hey, ladies, what's up? They have profiles. They have bios. No, they, they they legit have like profiles, especially like their age, um, where they're from. Does it tell you what like, they in for? I mean, but I figured uh, I like. If he need a pen pal and want to talk to a dude, he could just do that in jail, right? Like, why would he reach out outside? No, of but jail you mean like some kind of people want some kind of outside. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like outside. Well, yeah, they, I they guess I like that. what's going on on the on the outdoors. I thought at this point you better be glad somebody writing your ass, bitch. You better write me back and listen to what I got to say. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be a part of it. All right, you gonna be my friend, nigga. Right. Next story. Um, hmm, where do I start with this one? Let's just start at the accident. <clears throat> oh, God. The accident took place during a sumptuous, where I'm almost were out. Um, the accident took place during a sumptuous party that was being held to celebrate Mr. Long's 50th birthday. Um, that would have taken place on August 2nd. Nearly 200 guests were present, including most of Hong Kong's political and economic elite. When the celebrated, um, after a brief speech, opened a bottle of champagne, it was hit, he was hit violently in the head by a cork. Many Uh-oh. witnesses actually laughed at first, greatly underestimating the severity of the injury, but an eerie silence rapidly overcame the crowd as Mr. Long remained unconscious and the medical staff was urged on site. Despite all the efforts of the paramedics, his death was confirmed less than 20 minutes later. Are you serious? While he was being carried to the hospital, rated the 51st richest in Hong Kong, according to Forbes Business Magazine, Mr. Long was an eccentric real estate tycoon who made a fortune in some very controversial deals in the years preceding the transfer of sovereignty uh, of the former British colony in China 
Even if his fortune is estimated at more than $1 billion, the Hong Kong businessman was always better known for his various antics and legal problems um, than his economic activities. He was notorious for his drinking habits, drug problems, bad temper, um, have been arrested more than 30 times over the years for various wow. charges, including public drunkenness, disorderly conduct, disturbing the peace, driving under the influence of alcohol, and assault on a hotel doorman. According to the police, the champagne bottle could have been a Chinese counterfeit, an oh, explanation boy. that seems more than plausible in the exceptionally high level of carbon dioxide contained in it. The problem of counterfeit alcohol has become a major concern for the Chinese authorities over the last few years as the quantity... Right. At this point, that? basically, he was celebrating. He popped the bottle and the bottle hit the court came in the face and killed him. He popped the bottle himself? Yes, yes he popped it. Wait a minute, court. but when you pop a bottle, you point it out. You normally point it out, but well, maybe... you've already been drinking, you don't give a fuck. Right, maybe he I wasn't mean, doing it right. Maybe it hit something bad. and then bounced and hit him. I, I don't know. That's a lot of force. Well, they so had like, some stuff in there they ain't handled business having in there. <laughs> obviously. Because, I mean, like, you know, football players get hit and they might, like, have a little concussion or whatever. Like, you got hit by a little cork. But, I mean, also, I've seen, I've had something a cork fly out of there. I've had a cork fly across the room, so just think about that same force hitting you that close to your face. That's true, because sneezes be like 60 miles per hour, so you know, a cork probably coming in real fast. <laughs> and depending on where it caught him. Damn. Right. That and, is true. And what also, area what kind of material of cork was it? Because some people get fancy with these like real rubber corks. Not, know, what like was the... the material of the cork? <laughs> <laughs> like, Excuse that me. is so good. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oof. That is crazy. Yeah. All right. Last story and I'm done, I promise. <clears throat> <laughs> um, let me see here. These stories never start where I need them to start it. So we're gonna randomly just throw this in here. Um the man who have elaborated a complex plot to divert for his personal use from twenty to two hundred and fifty kilometers of meat per week from the shipments des- uh destined to his branch of the restaurant chain. The man allegedly took advantage of his position and falsified orders and sales in order to hide the disappearance of the bacon from the company accounts and use his knowledge to control of the security cameras to be able to retrieve his loot without appearing on the tapes. The company would have started to suspect Mr. Turner in December 2013 after the anonymous, what is that saying? Denunciation. Denunciation. And (laughs) had some new security cameras installed without informing him. Over the next few weeks, they captured incriminating images of the manager talking, oh, taking 10-kilogram bags of bacon and leaving with them on a regular basis. They then interrogated a few of the branch's employees and understood that clearly something shady was going on. The company's legal department then took the decision to transfer the case um, and the evidence to the police, who rapidly arrested and accused. Mr. Turner now faced multiple charges of embezzlement, fraud, and larceny. Embezzled? <laughs> Embezzled. And faced a sentence of up to 88 years in prison and found guilty on all charges. The accused already been fired by for his employers as soon as the arrest took place. The corporation explained the decision to lay him off by the fact um, of the events constitute a major breach. A major breach of trust. Yes, between Wendy's and Mr. Turner. Basically, Wendy's. He stole from Wendy's. 
46-year-old Randolph Turner, the manager of Wendy's Restaurant in Michigan, is accused of stealing more than 32 tons of bacon from his employer over the last 32 years. tons What are you doing with all bacon? bacon? Is he selling it? Like, bacon. what are you doing with all that fucking meat? Like, that nigga got his bed wrap, pillowcases wrap, lampshades out of bacon, couch out of bacon. Okay, are you making a Lady Gaga meat dress? Like, what are you doing? At this point, I, you can't even eat that much bacon for in four years. You cannot eat that much bacon. It said forty six. What? It said thirty two tons. Thirty two tons. That is a lot. Tons. That's sixty four thousand pounds of bacon. Why? Sixty four thousand pounds of bacon. How much is one pack of bacon? Like. Is that even a pound of bacon for like? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, 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 like eighty thousand packs of bacon. What you get like twelve strips of bacon in a little pack? I'm guessing, just assuming, because I don't even count the shit. I just eat it. But Man. what are you doing with all that? You know they come. In, you know they come in boxes too. They come by the box. But that's what I'm saying. So like, if you're stealing bacon from your employer, like a restaurant, like that's bulk. Yeah, that come in that big trash bag inside the cardboard box. A bit it's like a, it's huge. like a big box of bacon. Yes. What the fuck are you doing with all that bacon? The nigga probably gonna open up his own restaurant. With just bacon? I mean, uh, he gotta start somewhere. It could have been a bacon themed restaurant. Everything bacon, this, bacon, that, barbecue. That could have been his most uh. expensive ingredient. He just cut the cost. Like, fuck right. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this, I'm out. And now you just and, got bacon. And was doing it for four years. So, like, he had a system and everything. He was good. Like, it was Gucci for him. The nigga got comfortable. After four all years, right. you still got comfortable in your skin. Like. But how does that sound? Hey, you tricking like the cameras for embezzlement of bacon. Right. Like it's not you embezzling money; you're embezzling bacon. Embezzle? I've made a profit off. I've made a profit off of it, like a little profit. I don't know. Like yeah, what so you I... ain't eating that much bacon by yourself, or even to feed your family. You a bacon like, butcher? Goddamn! <laughs> Unless he knows somebody got a flea market, they he the plug. Right he the bacon plug. Because <laughs> he, I'm sure he wasn't paying no money. Oh my god. That is ridiculous. And he was tricking the cameras and everything, so he had a whole system going. And he definitely wasn't doing it by himself, I know. Which means he probably plotted it out for the first year first. Please, please tell me he white. He was. White and fat. Fat boots. Oh. <laughs> just oh heavy, just high blood pressure, diabetic Not fat. fat boots. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fat phobic. Don't All right. Cry. So that's is the end of Rule of the Week. Oh, my God. I guess now we can get into our topic of the week. It's a bunch of topics and conversations and things like that. Just randomness. Yes. As so, our friend Chase would call it, a Seinfeld episode. Yes. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to start with what has been your good, bad, and ugly during the quarantine? You want me to go first? Sure. Because I made a list. <laughs> I wrote down a few things when you told me was doing this. Um, Okay, so I'll start with the good, the good, the good side of quarantine. Yes. Um, So because I have a man. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, we get to spend this good quality time together because you know his job is flight attendant, so he he's gone a lot. Mm -hmm. So this has been you know time for us to spend together and you know Mm -hmm. do bay like things. Figure it out. Right. So that's. That's one of the good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, working on my sewing mm-hmm. side hustle skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been eating better. Okay. Um, because the, I ha- because you know I work at a mall, so mm-hmm. you know mall food isn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always like fast food and whatever, whatever. But like you know, being at home and having like 
home cooked meals and like balanced meals and then like you know saving money because I'm not spending money on food like daily. Right. So it's like you know you can eat on something for two maybe three days depending on how much you make. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's a plus. Um, and then like productivity around the house. Okay. So you know I've, I've cleaned out my closet, got rid of old clothes. Um, you know rearranged the bedroom. Okay. Did some deep cleaning in the kitchen. Got rid of, you know, old Tupperware that ain't got lids no more. Okay. <laughs> you know. Oh, you just been... Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, just really Spring cleaning. Spring cleaning, if you will, yes. A deep spring cleaning. Right. So, I mean, that, that's some of the good that has come out of, okay. out of this. Yes. You're so, bad? My bad. Okay. Yes. You, you want to just go there? <laughs> just go ahead and give all of it. Get it give it all? Yeah. Okay, so bad. Um, Not working. Okay. Because I really like my job. <laughs> um, and I like being around, like, people at my job. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I complain about customers sometimes. But, like, overall, right. like, I like my job. For the most part, And, yes. you know, you get out the house, something different to experience. Um, I'm starting to run out of things to talk about. <laughs> um, because, you know, like, when, when he's away flying and then when I'm at work, like, you know, you experience things. Right. And so, like, when you come together, you have stuff to talk about. I feel like now I'm running out of things to talk about. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, the combo gets a bit, bit dry because we haven't been separate gotcha. enough. Um, so, although I have been eating good, cooking every day is kind of a burden. Like, I, I don't like cooking. Okay. Um, he's been doing most of the cooking, which I thank God. Uh-huh. But it can be, like... A tedious thing like waiting for meat to thaw out and then like right. cooking and then having to like clean up everything oh i just want to order something uh-huh. but you know saving money uh-huh. um then there's like you know the whole thing about me being separate from my friends yes because i do like seeing you guys often okay um you know facetime is cute right. but you know it's something different when you can like physically be, be somewhere right and feel the energy yeah, right. you know yes um and then, like, just worried about, like, my friends, like, how they're doing and how family is doing, like, they're in other places. And mm-hmm. then worrying about, like, bills and how things are going to get paid. Because while unemployment is great. Um, <laughs> it's not enough. It's sometimes not enough. Yeah. Depending on, you know, how much they're giving people. Because, you know, some people are getting 600. Some people are getting 150. Some people are getting 300. So it's like, it varies. I know how much I'm getting. I ain't even got the shit yet. And I'm still actually waiting on right. my stuff to come in the mail. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm just floating in the wind. Gotcha. Is there any ugly or just things in the bad? Um, this has been bad. Uh-huh. Tag- it has been really ugly. Gotcha. Tay, any good, bad, and ugly? <clears throat> um, good, bad, and ugly. I guess it'd be, I guess, along the same. The good is, um, I guess, having more time for school. Um but no, that's actually a bad because I don't even have as much schoolwork as I initially thought I would. So it's like I've been waiting around for school or homework to do for the most part. <laughs> um, but, so you can right, be busy. so I can be busy. <laughs> but the good part is, of course, like spending time with Bay, um, being home with Bam all day. Like he has been loving the fact that both of us has been home. Um, and of course, you know. By the way, Bam yes, is a dog and a child. Is our, Just um, be worried. <laughs> Um, and of course, like, you know, being home, you know, more quality time, more sex, you know, all that stuff. That's pretty much good. Um, yes, more sex. Having the actual time to, (laughs) 
<laughs> having the actual time to like you know do shit that I like on the side like as far as hobbies and stuff y'all know I just got a camera recently so like I've been like taking pictures of everything um good it's you know it's pretty much all the same like you know the quality time and having the access to do shit you know being away from work but that's all for me at least is also all my bad too because too much quality time. I'm, I mean, not quality time, but too much idle time. I'm just like, okay, what's next? I hate sitting still. I want to actually go out right. with my camera and not just, you know, shoot around my block. <laughs> but like, actually, want right. to. Even though I'm a homebody, like y'all know, I love staying at home. Like I don't, you know. But like, I actually want to be around people and like go out to the club and have a drink. You know, all the shit that I don't normally do. You love staying at home and you're not exactly. forced to be right. Right. Because exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> when I can, when I can and luckily I'm not like driving, like going my, going crazy or driving myself up the wall, like actually being at home. But it's like, damn, I actually want to be outside and now I can't. And I know as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm good in the house. Like, it's good. But like <laughs> for right now, I just want to, you know, be out and about and around people. So I can actually say I was out and about and then actually get tired of people <laughs> and actually have that be like, okay, I'm good, y'all. I'm going back home. But now it's just like, right. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, it's good. I'm not tripping too hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chantel. Okay. So my good has been kind of just the ability to let my body rest. So normally I'm ripping and running and doing so much and I'm working seven to seven and just doing and traffic and like, normally I'm just on go, on go, on go. So like, I truly do feel a difference in my body and just feeling rested. I just feeling like I didn't realize how tired I was until I wasn't tired. <laughs> that, no, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot Until of sense. Until you wake up at 10:30, like, <laughs> like, oh, this is what normalcy feels like. Okay, um, and just kind of like having the ability to take time to like do like you appreciate little things you didn't appreciate before. Like I walk around my neighborhood every week. I or every day. I mean, like there are neighbors that have been here that I don't talk to. That now I'm like, oh hey, how you doing? <laughs> You know, just off the strength of like, you know, you have to appreciate smaller things because you don't have all the hoopla going on. Um, That's true. The bad would be, okay, first of all, food. I love a home-cooked meal. However, like every now and again, I need a little Chipotle in my life or Cheesecake Factory or like, you know, just something. <laughs> and Listen. not being able to, or like sushi, like, you know, there are just some things like, yes, you can go and pick it up, but like, it's different being able to go and sit down and yeah. like have a sit down with a friend yeah. or some friends, you know, just kind of socialize and have that. So that and it's like just the energy of yes and people watching yes the other part of the bad is kind of like you know when you are in close quarters all the time even with the people you love at some point there's gonna be some friction (laughs) like it's like (laughs) you can't be this confined for this much time without personalities clashing at some point so it's like I know it's healthy and like it happens but it kind of just I wish it didn't have to happen but it does my ugly so I turn 30 on Wednesday 
And before yeah. all of the shenanigans, like I was supposed to go home and have this big party with all of my family and see everybody and just, it's been really hard for me to not be able to go home and like enjoy this time. And I keep reminding myself, like there are a lot of people celebrating or not celebrating a lot of things because this has happened. So I, I try to keep myself grounded but it was just really, it has been really hard for me to like not be able to go home. And it makes me feel sad that so many other people feel bad about not being here to celebrate with me. So I feel like I'm adding an extra level of sadness to people's lives, <laughs> which um, I don't want. And then, you know, another part of the ugly is having to go into 30 raggedy, you know, like can't get my nails done. Can't. It's, like, it's just you know I didn't want to start the chapter this way is what I'm saying I didn't want to step into 30 like this I was supposed to drop 15 pounds before 30 like that didn't happen so you know I just I wasn't anticipating stepping into that chapter this way mm -hmm. but I guess that's you know all a part of growth and just having to adjust the way that you see things based on the way things really are I just realized right. that and for people that are listening I was gonna say for people that are listening that don't know, uh, we all live in Atlanta, but Chantel is originally from Seattle, so yeah. that's like other coast, <laughs> way <laughs> over yonder. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like when, right? That's what I'm saying. Like so, like big events like holidays and like your birthday, like you want to spend it with your family because you don't get to see them regularly right. because they are so far. away. And this was like our one, like this was the big thing that all the family was coming together for. So like family from other places that live in other places. Now we were all converging in Seattle right. to bring because everybody you're turning 30. Right. Yeah. So that made me sad. I know, that's a... Because Chantelle had never, had, had never not had her nails done. Let's be clear. <laughs> never. Let's be clear. Never, ever. keeps us set. We gonna dip that finger in that Listen, I got a chipped one right now. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I'm looking raggedy. Yeah. Not, not with the tremble in the voice. It's tremble. It hurts. It hurts me to look at it. Like I just be trying to hide that hand. I'm struggling. <laughs> I am struggling. I keep just wanting to cut my hair, but I don't know if I should. I bought some clippers. I'm like, I know how to cut my own hair, but I'm like, I should I wait it out? I don't know how long I'm gonna be waiting for it. Like this. Oh, is you be cutting ridiculous. hair? Come get the back of this neck. This neck is reckless. I have seen so many people on the timeline like just shaving their shit bald. Cutting it all, like <laughs> cut it, it real low. The girls just going like, through it. Like, like listen, it's rough. Oh, I've definitely I've sat here like, you know what? Tomorrow is going on. Like, <laughs> I'm about to be bald. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm about to be bald. Like, I don't care how it happens. I don't care how it looks. Because I think I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be bald. I'm going to be bald. Like, See, I can't even post like no cute yeah. little, it's my birthday. Cause I'm not cute right now. Listen, you got to post it, but you got to do like, you got to like do it where like you cut your head off. You got to do some angle. Right, right. Just put a good lip on and cut your head off. Good angle. Yeah, cut. Forehead down. From I feel like down, as right. soon as I cut my hair, I'm gonna mess it up, and then they're gonna say outside is open again, and I'm have to wait another two weeks <laughs> just for my hair to go back right and get a cut by my barber. So no, I'm gonna just leave it alone. Well, that's fine because I told everybody I said if they don't back up too soon, y'all can Hell have yeah. that person. Oh yeah, go ahead, hold that, hold that, hold that. I'm good on that. You can you definitely, can you can have that first week of air because yeah. I don't trust it. 
The niggas gonna be out here happy and coughing and hugging. Right. Y'all can have it. I will be in the house waiting for it to rain again and clear <laughs> it all out. Wait till that second wave hit and die down again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my good, bad, and ugly. Uh, my good is I've seen a lot of shows mm-hmm. lately, like mm-hmm. shows and movies mm-hmm. that I haven't. Um, I think right now my my mission is to look at shows that I couldn't watch growing up. I never seen. Oh, okay. So I just realized they have Players Club <gasps> and um. School oh, let me know when you watch yes. Players Club. <laughs> make that money. Don't so, let it make you. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to watch that. Um, but so far, I've been enjoying Little Fires Everywhere. Of course, I love Tiger King, so that was just trash. Um, okay. I <laughs> thoroughly have been enjoying Ellen's Game of Games. She has a game show on Hulu. Really okay, is it good? I'd like to put a pin in Ellen. Yeah. I'd like to come back to Ellen when you're done. Yeah, me too. Okay. Me okay. too yeah. Um, I. Have I thoroughly enjoyed American Son? There was a movie. Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington. You know it was a play first. I figured that they, like they were in this one room. Yeah, so it was a play first. Um, where like everything that happened in the in that movie was a play on stage. So it was like just them on stage. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, so they they adapted it for. They say Kerry did yeah, better yeah, on stage um, too. Yeah, oh, they, did they? She did better. Yeah, on they Broadway. say she slayed it on stage, which is why they actually decided to make the little movie because she did so good. So hopefully they release that Broadway oh, wow. footage one of these days because I know they got paid. <laughs> okay, because I thoroughly enjoyed. Right, because the movie was good to me. Like she did really yeah. good in the movie. So, um, Angela Bassett is like this like little rom com called Otherhood. It's really good on Netflix. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I started watching yeah. it, but I didn't get to finish it's it. It's really, really good. And they, first of all, Angela Bassett gave the girls looks. Yeah, like she came through. Um, Insecure. The Clark's this movie, um, and I set up because I couldn't sleep. Uh, was that last night, night before last? I set up to five in the morning and I watched When They See Us. Oh, you watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing in one sitting. See, I told any good. I so, told you. first off, everybody was like, Don't watch it if you're not in a good headspace. I was already in a bad head. They're like, Girl, fuck this shit. I'm gonna watch it. Like, if it takes me there, I don't care. Um, but first of all, um, Jarrell Jerome, who played Corey Wise. Mm-hmm phenomenal like phenomenal when they gave him that um chia pet i weeped i sobbed like i i completely lost when that chia pet kissed that little door i lost i was in the house like eh, eh, eh. like it was horrible it was just the most i held it together the whole movie it was a great movie it was like great acting i was like man this is so sad but when that chia pet came to that fucking window bitch i was done like girl take me out of here i can't take it no more um, I think I cried the rest of the movie after that. I just could not stop. After that, I cried until they found out who, when that guy introduced himself. Uh-huh. I was like, "That's him." I just knew like something uh, yeah. like he 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 yeah. clouded him like yeah. So yeah, um, that was it. Was just a great movie. Like all the actors. Um, what McCall was in it? Um, who played Maddie Moss Clark in the Clark Sisters? Mama. Um, and um, and Janu uh-huh. Ellis. She was in yeah. When it's here. So yeah. Um, that was good. Listening to new music, sort of, kind of, and playing your makeup. I guess that's a good. I've been just kind of trying shit out. And then um, just like little money has been money has been coming to me, like right when I need it. So like that's been mm. good. Like right. little, little sources of income have just kind of been falling in my lap. So I haven't been like, oh, bitch, a bitch is broke and I need it. Amen. Help me. 
Because that bitch was my fucking dick. So oh, my. Um, I will say that. <laughs> I will say that the quarantine. The quarantine has definitely made me more like resourceful and yes. like realize like what I can live without and what I can, like what That's I can true. actually do. You know when you're young and you be like, when I grow up, I ain't gonna never tell my child school at the house. Bitch, I'm gonna tell them I'll send school at the house every fucking day now. <laughs> it's food at the house. It's food at the house. Go home. So I've been real like um. You know, cheap, pin you know, just real frugal. I wish I could say that. I've been Literally. ordering every fucking thing. It's trash. <laughs> Just eating with grocery shopping and everything. Still ordering almost every night. It is so trash. Like, it is terrible. Oh. It is terrible. No, you have to, like, make up in your mind. Like, I had, like, I go to the, well, I sit first and go, okay, what do I want to eat? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the store and buy this meal or, like, these three different meal ideas so that I can just make those. So, right. you know. Oh, I, I've been learning how to cook a little. That's a good. Oh, yeah. Um, Shayna made this ghetto-ass peach this cobbler. ghetto-ass peach cobbler, and I made some good-ass fried chicken and fried No, food. I've never had peach cobbler. I made turkey burgers. <gasps> what? You said what? I've never I'm had sorry, peach cobbler before. Father God. Oh, my God. It'll bless you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got just some peach cobbler. Oh, I didn't like, we come humbly before got, you I didn't like the way it looked. Like when I was younger, I didn't like the way we it gotta, looked, we so gotta, I didn't eat it. And I like peaches. And I don't mind all the rest of the stuff, but I just never had it together. I don't know why. Father God, we come before no, you today. To Please send him a blessing. <laughs> Father, change his life. He needs an anointing hey, on his like, spirit no. and a peach cobbler will do it. Everybody With a dumpling and a nice crust. And I believe that it's good. That's the thing. Lit. I believe it's good. I've actually seen it that when it actually looked good, but I just never had it. I was like, okay, whatever. Oh, it'll change, and I and you need more of the breading than you need of the peaches. Yeah, yeah. we got to take you to some like hood, hood some spot, ghetto, some like some, some soul, soul food place. It's like in the corner of some, some place, some shopping. Soon as outside open up, they gonna have <laughs> the best me, one. Just let me know. And they uh and they scoop out, let them scoop out that corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to get a good corner piece. They scoop out that corner. <laughs> With that Kool-Aid spoon and spoon. <laughs> oh, no, I want to hear the yes. I want to hear it. Yes. I need to hear it. I need to hear that slap when it get yes. in it. And then they tap they tap that spoon back on that tip. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Give me all of my droplets. <laughs> I need all of my droplets. Give me all of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's my good. My bad and my ugly are like the same thing. Um, I haven't been sleeping well the past few days. I've been having this really crazy dreams. Really? So like, but I wake up and I have to talk myself out of it because I wake up like it's still oh. happening. Mm. So like, like this morning, I've been up since 530 this morning. Because like the dreams, they're so elaborate and so like intense that I wake up like. So you wake up like fighting. No, I wake up like somebody needs to help this stop. Uh, and does anybody know about this? Like, I feel like I'm holding a secret or something. And so I'm, like, telling myself, like, it's not real, it's not real, because I wasn't here, I wasn't here. Like, it's that right. type of thing. So, um, that's that. Um, it gets pretty lonely. I live in a house with my mom and my sister, and their periods have synced up, have, have been synced As up. a woman, and wait so a minute now. Happen. What you fin- what you finna insinuate about women and Look, All I'm saying is, both of these girls are, they get a little aggy at that time. <laughs> And it's two of them together. I can take one, <laughs> but two together is different. You just supposed to feed them I'm at that point. Just feed them and be quiet. Well, <laughs> apparently. But then if I don't say nothing, then they feel like Oh, right. Now you got an attitude. You don't want to say nothing to me? Or you don't want to talk to me today? Right. But then if I say something, I just said the wrong thing. First of all, why are you talking to me that way? I don't deserve that. 
I didn't. I don't. I, I didn't. Here I am, bloated, and I got cramps, and I got a headache, and you gonna cut me that way? Right. Like the other day, my sister ordered pizza, and I asked her, "Could I have some?" And she said, "It hurt her feelings that I asked, because she buys stuff for everybody." I'm like, oh, what? she's like, "You should have just known you could have some pizza. Why would you have to ask?" Right, and I'm like, "What the hell?" No, but this is the thing. But this is the thing about his sister, though. She will get like she'll get a meal or something, and she'll be like, "Oh, let me have a fry," and she's like, "No, this is my food." So, so you like, really didn't know. But she didn't. But so she doesn't want that perception. She didn't like the perception that she would be stingy with her food. She didn't like that feeling. But perception and reality are two different things. I'm saying she didn't like the perception, <laughs> um, and maybe you can explain the the perception was dictated by the reality. But what hurt her but feelings? If I say something that her feelings. Hurt. It hurt her feelings that the perception might be she's stingy, and maybe you do have to have that conversation with her. Like it's not that you're stingy, but you know, sis, you don't always share, and so I gotta touch and go and figure out when you gonna share and when you're not gonna share, and it ain't to be offensive. It's just to let you know where it is, what it is. And she might cry a little bit. Yeah, her feelings still gonna be hurt. Well, I bet you she stopped being, and you know, she'll she'll think she'll be more cognizant of what she says when you ask she, her. She asked me to she asked me to turn my TV off because the Wi-Fi was acting up, but she was on the fucking phone. Bitch, I could holler. I could I just I need my own space. I need yes, my own privacy. Yes, that's Not necessary. Not having a significant other is a bit difficult because I feel like I don't really have people to talk to. And then I start to feel like... Um, these others ain't significant. Because everybody... I mean, not y'all's others. What happened? I said most of these others ain't significant. <laughs> this is true, <laughs> no, that ain't my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, I just want... Sometimes I feel just like... want somebody to... I don't want to be annoying because I want to speak... I want to like see somebody and talk to somebody every day. But I'm like, people like living their life and doing their own things. So, like, let me just sit in my house and shut up. But then I'd be sad because I'm like... Lord, I want to find somebody. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's just it, this has just been a really huge emotional roller coaster. Yes, no. Somebody like me who entertains, like I serve tables, I do drag. And You're used to so much right more now, social interaction. Like there's nothing to do, and I'm like, I cannot. Like I need to go back to work. Like literally, I had to call Trey yesterday because I hadn't heard from him in two days. Are you alive? Are you alive? I just yeah. So that's I just need physical interaction and touch and things like that. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the good, bad, ugly of quarantine. I guess. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I need to yes. know because I don't be knowing, you know, you read things and you don't be knowing all of the, all of them, but the rumblings that I've been hearing are a little concerning <laughs> for how she did her cast and cr- her crew for the show. Essentially hit them with the no information when the quarantine officially hit and then she hired an outside crew to film from home, her regular crew doesn't get paid for that and they should expect a 60% drop in their usual pay. Ooh. Is this real life? Oh, shit. I don't, but I'm having a hard time believing that. Only because the other day she had one of her people who are on her cast and crew outside in her yard for like shits and giggles being funny. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Plus, I think a lot of times, like, people get, um, <clears throat> like, a TV show host, yes, it's their show, but also a lot of times they have people that are above them that control, like, a lot of other mm-hmm. little things. So I don't know if you can necessarily get mad at Ellen personally, because she might not have had 
the the power to make certain decisions because she still has to answer to like a network. Yeah. So we're gonna and, call like, Ellen innocent until proven guilty. Yes, I mean, because I just feel like I feel like first of all, I feel like she's just. I just have a hard. I would expect to see like that from Oprah before I. Came. I truly was. Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm not gonna say she's innocent until proven guilty, but I. Because we don't know the in and outs of everybody that's involved, uh-huh. we can't like attack her fully because like shit, she might have been confused just like everybody else. Because also you have to have like, like a lot of talk to hosts, they walk in a room like, what am I talking about today? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm try- like people write their jokes, and it's just like you, it's that type of thing. So I don't know. I, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have nothing to say about I don't, that. I don't know. Yes. What did you have to say, Tay? About um, pretty much the same as far as like, because I've only not I've not only heard that recent stuff about the COVID nineteen stuff, but apparently for the last year or so, people who used to work for her or who currently works for her has been saying all types of shit about mostly speaking to her character and how mm-hmm, and is and all that type of stuff. And, and when I first heard it. I feel like it's kind of hard to believe, but that's strictly based off of public persona. I mean, of course, I don't fucking know Ellen, but, like, at the same time, I feel like if it was true, I think it'll be a lot more concrete evident or a lot more people talking about it and it being a lot prevalent in the headlines because she's famous for being nice. Like, that's her thing. So, like, if it wasn't true, I feel Um, like a lot of people would, A, either come forward or at least back up the stories that's out right now because now it's just hearsay like you know some whispers or whatever but ain't no telling because that don't mean anything her reputation precedes herself so it could be the fact that like since she is so nice publicly that everybody feel like it's so hard to believe so why pay it any attention so yeah and somebody right. gotta take one person to get offered some money that they, they're not making they feel mm-hmm. they should be making to say something mm-hmm. that's somewhere else so I mean um, I will say that I have I have had conversations with somebody who has had like firsthand interaction with Ellen. Um, and he mentioned that he doesn't think like she could probably come off as being like standoffish or whatever, but he's he thinks it's because she is probably like socially awkward. Like <clears throat> she's funny, she's a comedian, but actually like interacting with people like she has to do it for her show right but like outside of the show she's probably like really like socially awkward with people and people might take that but also a different way also when you've been doing this and i can only say this from like even though i ain't been doing shit for ever but like from my standpoint i talk to people every day all day i'm in front of people every day so when i get into an uber or i go somewhere everybody shut the fuck up i don't want to talk about my job i don't want to do like I'm off. Like, let me be off. And so I just feel like True. with with being on a high platform like that, she is always required to be the on. be kind Ellen uh-huh. on and be funny and tell me a joke and do this and do that. At the way, like, I just don't like, um, she's 60 now. I don't know. Right. I feel like if I was famous, that will be the same like, thing. Because, like, of course, you have to turn it on publicly but when i'm like in private and when i'm off like i don't like to be bothered i'm not a people person like that so like it'll definitely be a contrast i mean because even y'all know like you would know the difference but i mean i don't know with everybody 
like y'all know, like when we get together, we can be good at the house right. on somebody's couch and we good. Right. But then people see us on Instagram, like, oh, we want to hang out with y'all, like we don't be doing shit. But okay, sure. <laughs> right. And then they get with us and be sleep because we ain't doing shit for real. And I meant what I said when I said it. Like, girl, we good on the couch. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So she she is innocent yeah. until proven guilty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the verdict Maybe. for now. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get my that. That's right. That's our right. current verdict. I'm just gonna watch her show now. Verdict for now. If y'all haven't seen Game of Games, though, you should really watch it. Like it's it's hilarious. She thoroughly enjoys watching people borderline hurt themselves. Okay, wait, what? Because it's almost like <laughs> okay. So you remember that show when we were younger? Um, what was it called? Where they where they were like slime people? Um, it's like um like Wipeout. Sort oh, of I know. Like yeah. Side of a yeah, it's sort of like that, but it's a little bit more like it ain't it's like water and all that stuff like that. Yeah, so she has like all these little games and like you know, when you lose, like something happens to you, like you might get shit thrown on you or what? whatever, or you might fall down. What? Not, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> what is happening here? No, like she has one game, like if you get the answer wrong, like you get slimed, or, like they'll be like ravioli thrown at you, or you'll be dropped into a puddle of like tapioca pudding. Yeah. Like it's wild stuff. But it's funny and it's, it's funny. great and it's just you. I'll send you a link or something so you can watch. It's really good. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Um. So yes. All right. Moving forward in our in the last part of our conversation. Right. <laughs> um. I'm going to read a few definitions off, and then we can get into. Well, do I need to read the definitions Wait, off? What? Uh, Maybe not. No, I don't need questions. to read the definitions off. We're just gonna go into the questions. Um. What do you think would be your friendship flaw? Like, what is a flaw you think you have as a friend to others? Ooh, I got one. (laughs) (laughs) Being consistently present. Like, I love all my friends. I'm a supportive friend. I want to be a part of all the things that you do. I want to support you in all of your endeavors. But I have a lot of introvert in me. And so okay. a lot of the times I just kind of be in my world at home in my shell. And it's not that I don't support what it is you're doing. I just didn't get out there mm-hmm. to be a part of what you were doing. And so that would be, that would be like what I feel like is maybe misinterpreted within my friendship is like, oh, you know, she didn't really care enough because she didn't come. And it truly wasn't that I didn't care. It was that I didn't have it in me to be out with gotcha. people. Mm-hmm. That is literally That's, me. That is me too. <laughs> like, That's exactly mine. Like, as soon as she asked the question, like, I, I was like, mm-hmm. Because, like, that is literally Yeah, because, like, it's not that I don't give a fuck. It's just that I am extremely, extremely introverted. And I find comfort and solace in being solitude and alone mm-hmm. in every aspect. And even in my relationship, I have to come outside of that because that's just how I naturally am. And when it comes to friends, that's, like, my one thing. Like, my friendship flaw, I would say, is that. Like, I am not the most social person. Um, it takes me a while to reach out. I would definitely be there for you to, like, to listen to you. But to open up and all that stuff, like, it takes a lot of effort. And it's not anything that's on purpose. It's just how it is. And I like to just stay to myself and i be trying to get out of that, especially with y'all, but, like, that's just naturally the way it is. And I don't know what to say about it. Right. <laughs> like, it's just bad. Right. No, I get that. Um, For me, I think my friendship flaw 
is um like I think about people, but I don't necessarily always reach out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So then it's like I don't know, and I don't I don't ever want people to think that like I don't think about them or that I don't care, but like sometimes I actually like be like, Oh, I wonder what such such is doing and then like I'll go about my day and not and just not that I forget to reach out, but it's just like I don't actually like think to like, oh, let me text them. Oh no, something. my mentor is like a puppy. Don't call my name while I'm doing something. I'm gonna forget. So right, that's what I'm doing. Right. Like literally, <laughs> literally, like at work, I have to write stuff down because somebody will ask me a question while I'm in the midst of something, and I forget what I was about to do. Right. So I have to be more, I guess, um, mindful about like reaching out and checking on people and like letting people know, like, hey, I'm here, right, and I care. Um, my friendship flaw, I think it comes from like growing up, I never had consistent friends for a long period of time. So like now that I have consistent friends for longer than two, three years, <laughs> I want to be a part of everything and I wanna I want to be a part and know every single thing. And so it comes off more like nosy because <laughs> I just wanna like like, I want to know, like, who you fucking? Where you been? How you doing? What's going on? Oh, you took news today? Let me see your news, girl. Let me see your news. <laughs> I'm a sexual thing. Like, I'm just that was. Like, girl, y'all got a sexual Let me see your sexual thing, Whoa, I'm weak. I just want to be a part of every single piece of your life. And so then it becomes like, girl, Calm sometimes, down. sometimes <laughs> we need our privacy and this ain't meant for you. But it's like, I want to know and be a part of every day aspects of your life. Tell me everything. Show me everything. I want to know everything. <laughs> and so it comes like, girl, you just... You know, you I noticed that about you immediately, Travars. When I first met you, I was like, oh, okay, that's exactly what he's giving. So I knew how to deal with you. <laughs> he wants to be in it all. I knew he how to deal with you, when I, first you got think... when I first met you. I said, okay, he don't mean no harm. He just knows you. That's all. Right, like, he just want to know. <laughs> like, he don't mean no harm. He good. Right. <laughs> Do you feel like, do you feel like that makes you like a better friend or like that, like that'll make you closer to somebody like, so they'll never like leave you or something? Um, I think that when a person shows me everything, and I mean, I don't mean that just like a visual, like a picture, but I'm saying like when they show me everything, then it's like, okay, they trust me enough or they care enough. Like, like it makes your friendship real. Yeah. And like when, like when Chase had his moment on his show, mm-hmm. I separately text him like, thank you for having that moment. Cause I felt like, you know, you don't have breakdowns and mental, emotional moments or cry in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. True. So when you cry in front of somebody, you know, it's like, oh my God, they care enough to have that moment in front of me or to be vulnerable. Yeah. Or just like, or like for instance, like, for me, if a friend sent me a nude, I'm not going to be like, oh, yes, that's hot. It's going to be like, bitch, he's vulnerable enough to be naked in front of me. I respect it, and I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> let me gash up to you a bad bitch, sis. Yes. <laughs> like, your nudes is popping, friend. Fuck it up. <laughs> your nudes um, is popping, friend. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's just, it's more like a, I just be feeling like I'm a part of something, or I don't know. It's that whole, like, being a part of the crowd, like, in the, in the loop. In the circle, yes, the so, tight circle. I could, I could understand that. Yes, I could understand that. Um, do you feel like there's anything missing or lacking in your friendship as it pertains to your immediate friends? Like, like, do you feel like you you need something else from your friends than what's being given, or something needs to be stepped up? No, I feel like all my friends are giving, like all my friends fulfill different needs 
I feel like different yeah. parts all, of my personality. They're all giving their best. So. Yeah, I feel like they all give exactly what they need to give. Okay. Yeah, I will say that, um, like, there are some things that I missed, okay. but uh, I understand that life changes. Yeah. So, like, I do miss the fact that, like, you know, me and Chantel used to be next door neighbors. So, like, right. I grew up in Right. So, like, I do miss that sometimes, but I understand, like, Chantel has a house now. Like, she's a homeowner. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all I, the way I in that. Nowhereville. <laughs> I mean, but still, I celebrate the fact that my friend is a, is a homeowner. You right. know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you know, or like the fact that we all used to work together. So, it's like, you know, yeah, I used to see y'all we just all used to. That. You know what I'm saying? So, it's yeah. like, you miss that a little bit, but then it's like, we've all grown to different. Levels right. and areas of our ain't trying to go back to like that. Like, we had our good times, but shit has changed. Bitch, I'm not gonna go back to Atlantic Station, period. Right, exactly. <laughs> Facts, exactly. come on, come on, somebody for nobody's employment, for nothing. period. Um, so yeah, um, I think, I think, I think a lot of my issues are with myself. Because I have these, like, I guess standards or things that I do for myself, and then I'd be wanting to be reciprocated sometimes, and it oh, doesn't. Yeah. But then it's almost yeah. like, what you already knew that, so why'd you do that? Like, um, of course, I'm the one that does a lot of like the calling, texting, reaching out situation. So then there's days I'd be like, you know what, fuck this, let me go a few days and see if somebody reach out to me. And then when they don't, I'd be sitting here depressed and sad because my phone ain't rung in like three, four days and it's dry as shit. I ain't got no notifications or nothing. But it's like, bitch, but you knew they don't use their phone anyway. So why do you <laughs> even put yourself in that predicament? Listen, all I'm right. saying is if you with also, me and you see me not answering my phone, then you know. You know. When I be with you, I, I ain't on the phone. <laughs> also, you have to realize, too, like when people get into a certain pattern, it's like, it's not hard to break, but it's like you expect certain things. So like if you're the friend that always reaches out, you right, have right, right. Pattern. So then when you don't reach out, people like you know what I'm saying. Like I told you, like it, we went two days without talking, right. and then I was like, wait a minute, I have not talked to Trey. Right. So then I reached out to you, but it's like that first day that I didn't reach out, right. it wasn't that I didn't care. It's just that I'm I'm so used to you always like, hey, what are you doing? Right. Or like you know what I'm saying if you call me first or whatever or right. Facetime me first. So it's like. When you're used to something like that, when it doesn't happen, when there's a you might, set. yeah, you okay. might not realize it at first, but then, like, you know, once, once a couple of days go by, you're like, wait a minute, something's different. Gotcha. Um, what are your love languages, and do you believe there's a difference in your love language depending on your level of friendship and relationship? Ooh, what are your love languages, and do your love languages change based off of the friendship or relationship? Is that what it was? Yeah, like that. Yeah, like the in the level of that friendship. I've been trying to figure out my love. Okay, language. what are my love languages? Like okay, so here's something <laughs> I can say that is interesting to me about love languages. I think the way that I show love is very different from the way that I receive it. Yes, I know mine is. Okay. So, like, I receive love, and it, it's a it's a tie of time and attention, like quality time and physical touch. It's a tie. Okay. For how I receive love, which is interesting because you know I hate when people touch me. Right. Unless you know <laughs> you gotta have that, right. you gotta have that access, you gotta have that privilege. 
but I right. believe that I show love in like gifts, not like, nice. you know, not like lavish gifts, but like, no, like seeing something you need, even if it's something small and providing that for you. Yeah, that is yeah. how I Me show love. Are exactly the same. <laughs> So does it change? Okay. Does it change? I think that your comfort level with your love language depends on the amount of trust and vulnerability you are giving whoever you are, whoever the relationship is with, right? So like right. with you guys, I can, I can give you all the small gifts that I could ever imagine giving you, right? I know I could go to the store right now and think of two things that I could give one of y'all. And by the same token, you know, we could sit right next to each other on the couch. Not a problem. Yes. And I could like talk to you about, like I can spend all my time with you. I know I could be like, I want to hang out with you right now. And there's no judgment. Like I don't feel vulnerable about it. It's just like, I want to hang out with you. So we're going to spend time together. Versus, so I can go out on the limit. Like, I am extremely guarded when it comes to romantic relationships. Okay. So right. like having that comfort to like even just want to say I want to like I want to spend time with you or like feeling like I'm not imposing on somebody else's time or like inviting myself into someone else's space so it's like I could have that desire like oh I just want to be with them right now but I don't have the comfort level to like vocalize it in the moment I can understand that so I, I like that level of trust though, like the more that you are around them and like the more that you develop that depth within the relationship, then I feel like you're a lot more comfortable receiving and expressing and telling people, you know, what it is you need as your love language. But it is hard, it's really hard for me to open up to that level. Gotcha. That's because you just don't trust nobody. Okay, well listen, everybody ain't worthy. <laughs> okay what about you Ty um I've been trying to recently figure out what exactly my love language is um I've been reading up recently actually and I don't feel like I gravitate or go towards one or have any specific stand out if that makes any sense so yeah. Even answering the question, it's like, I mean, I know what I value in friendships and in romantic relationships. Um, I know that I interact differently between the two, of course, and even in my multiple friendships or friend circles, you know, it's different dynamics for different types of people. So um, in the sense of it changing, then I guess that would be the extent of it as far as it, you know, as it relates to different types of people and just having the knowledge and know-how to deal with and navigate around different types of people. Like, I know if I was with y'all, I can be with y'all and not have anything planned or scheduled and it's just us hanging out and it's not anything structured and that's fine. But I know with other groups of friends, like, you know, if I'm hanging out with them, we are doing something specific. We are there for a purpose. We are there to do this. And whether that's coworkers or whatever, you know, like the level of the relationship is, I should say, it just, you know, I guess it changes in that dynamic. I don't know if I actively change anything as 
as far as myself, like personality-wise or whatever, as it relates to my friends, because, you know, everybody gets the same, you know, you get what it is. <laughs> so, like, right. I mean, outside of that, I don't, I don't know. But I'm still trying to figure out what exactly my love language is and how it have you taken the test? Yes, I have. And I've taken it multiple times, actually. And I went and bought the book and everything. And, like, still have not figured <laughs> out, like, what exactly it is that I navigate to or, like, you know, what identifies or stands out for me. And I don't know if that means it's multiple things. I don't know if that's, like, if I'm on a whole different plane or list or whatever the fuck. But, like, <laughs> I'm just still trying to figure out what that is and what that means to me. And if that's something that even is important to know if that makes sense yeah right so i mean i don't know but like i said i still have the book i have not finished it granted but like even at this point right now i still don't know what that is or what that means for me gotcha um was there ever a time when you were single for like a long period of time and didn't want to be um no um um yeah no like when i was single when i was single i wanted to be single mm -hmm. okay um and i enjoyed being single gotcha um but i feel like that differs for some people because like you know like if you like, I've, I've never, I don't want to say I've had a problem, never had a problem, but, like, if, oh, God, this is going to sound so bad, but I feel like if I wanted to be in a relationship, I could be in a relationship. Um, I, I Because, I mean, you know, I've, I've had people in the DMs or people, you know, back in the day, they was, you know, in my Facebook inbox or whatever, whatever. So, like, I've had people, like, you know, express interest so like if i wanted to be in a relationship i feel like i could be mm -hmm. but there are times where it's like i don't um i don't um really necessarily like there are times where i, I feel like I, I didn't necessarily need to be in a relationship but then there are times where like i feel like i wanted to be in a relationship but i didn't know if i was fully ready to be in a relationship so then i was like you know what for everybody's best interest i'm just not going to be in a relationship yeah. gotcha okay I initially okay. said no, but I can think of one time where it was like, you know, I think I want to be with somebody, but I started, like, thinking about it too much, and, like, once you think about it too much, you start downplaying it and seeing all the negatives and whatnot, and I was just like, you know, I'm not ready to be with nobody, I can't be in nobody's relationship, and blah, 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 but for the most part, I kind of feel the same way Dom said, like, if I wanted to be in a relationship, I felt like I've had the opportunity to to decide that whenever I felt like it. So it was never a time when I was mm -hmm. just like longing to be with someone. I've had moments when I was single and I was like, you know, it'd be nice to have somebody, but it was always in the sense, it'll, uh, it'll be nice to have somebody for right now. Like it was never like, oh, I want a relationship. Right. It was like, you know, I want to smash. So it was different. Yeah. <laughs> right. Chantel, the question was, um, was there ever a time you were single? Was for there a ever a time where I was single for a long period of time and I didn't want it? Um, nine times out of ten, if I'm single, it's fresh off a relationship that I needed the time. 
Like, mm-hmm. I needed the time to grow. Mm-hmm. I needed the okay. space. I needed to, you know, just come into my own. So, so like right now, I'm single. So I've been single. Right now, I've been single for a little, for a little while, and um, like this is the okay. time where I would be open to dating now. Like for a while, I'm not. I was not open at all. I didn't want it. I wanted my me time. I needed to just, right. you know, get back to the basics of being me. Right, and kind of like you know, and I'm a creature of habit right. and like connection, and so it's like you know, when I end a relationship, I need the time to just get back to my own space. And so, right now. Don't you, but you don't you have this like period of time where you have like this whole like after a breakup, you give yourself like a few months to um, deal with your feelings and then you gotta come out. Are you shit? asking me personally? Because uh, I don't get my time. Yeah, because I remember at one point you was like, I got like four, uh, or I got like, I don't know, four, four months, months or two. Feelings, you probably that, were thinking gotta, more you know, like, I said something like three weeks. <laughs> like, right. Oh. No, no, we don't have, we don't have that much time to be dwelling. Uh uh-uh. uh. But yes, like you're right. I feel like there needs to be right. that time where, like, you know, I you have a right to be sad when you lose something that you thought could be something, and you know you should take your time to. Process. How long is too long? How long is too How long? long? Is too long to be sad. Ooh, I guess it depends on the depth of the relationship. I think that depends. Let me on... tell you, the after my first yes. relationship, I just knew yeah. I was gonna be like, I'm like, I'll give myself like, you know. A month or two tops to be in my feelings. I was in my feelings for a full year afterwards. It was just like, what the hell? Like, and that was something that was so unexpected. So it was like, and in that process, you know, you try to do everything you can to convince yourself that you over somebody, you know, be a hoe or go to like mm-hmm. dive into work or whatever it is. And it's just like, man, and it got to the point where it's like, you know, this is too damn long. So, like, <laughs> if there's a window or a time frame to be in your feelings, because like you said, it's definitely in relation to the um, the type of relationship that was happening. Right. Because you can be with somebody for forever and not leave it with no feelings and just, you know, move on to the next like that. So it's just situational, I guess. Yeah. I also think it depends on, like, how yes. the relationship ended. Because if the relationship ended, like you were saying, if it was, like, real tumultuous yeah. towards the end and then y'all broke up, like, at that point, you're kind of, like, done and you're kind of over it. So, like, you might be in your feelings for maybe, like, a week or so, but then you're, like... You or know, was like, it mutual or not mutual? But if it's, like, something where it's, like... Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, all of that all of that happens. Like, if it's, if it's something that where, like, you was head over heels for somebody, you was all in, like, you thought y'all was probably going to get married, and then this nigga, you know, cheat on you or just come to you one day and was like, I'm leaving you, like, without any explanation, like, then you... You probably could be stuck in your yeah. feelings for a bit. Where did I go What could I have done better? Like, right, all of that. So if, I feel like it depends on, like, like you said, like how deep you are and in the relationship if you feel and like how you did something wrong. Like, if you feel like you could have done something differently, that can haunt you. Versus, yeah. like, yeah. you know, not right. I, now, I will say, I, I have walked away from any relationship I've, I've been in. I was the one that walked. But it was also like I felt like I had done everything I truly could to make it work. So when I walked away, I walked away with a sense of peace. Like there was nothing else I could have done. 
versus feeling like right. I could have done this differently right. or I should have listened to him when he said this or I should have been, you know, those shoulda, coulda, wouldas are the things that kind of haunt you and take a while to get over. That makes sense. Because if you had peace yeah. of heart where you ended, then you probably won't think twice about it after the fact. Right. So it's like, like, you know, I did I'm what good. I could. Yeah. So yeah. And you still might miss the connection, gotcha. but it's like, you know, so long as you know you made the right choice or you feel confident in the choice that you made, it can be a, it can be a much shorter turnaround. Right. Gotcha. Um, when looking for love, was prayer or is prayer a part of your search? Like when you're looking like Okay. Like is it like like is it like a oh. thing of like let you're praying to God for this thing, or also is there like a thing of like this person has to have this type of religion or okay. this type of belief? Like in all of this, is faith and religion a part of? Those are your two different questions, though. Requirements and all those. Like, does my faith okay. guide what I'm looking for versus do I require faith in someone else? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Right. So okay, my- let's talk about how Jesus will <laughs> get you right together. You hear me? Hey. I have I sat and I prayed before my last relationship. I sat and I prayed. I'm like, Lord, just send me a man who likes to watch sports, likes to eat, and don't want to be out doing too much. Uh-huh. And let me tell you how Jesus gave me exactly what the hell I asked for. Okay? That nigga didn't want to watch shit on TV but sports. That nigga didn't want to do shit but stay in his house, okay? And we ate. I put on 15 pounds fucking with that nigga. <laughs> now, look, this, is, this is true. I can, listen, I can stand behind this whole God segment. will get you right together. So, is my faith a part of my search? Yes, but have I learned a lesson about what to pray for? Absolutely. Like, I no longer pray for specific. I was going to say, because I was watching this. Um, I was watching this uh, video of this lady. Um, you know the lady that do the vegan? Uh-huh. Um, the bacon. With the, yeah, with the, the, the carrot. Miss Tabitha. So she, I love her. Yeah, Miss Tabitha. So <laughs> I actually watched a video of hers where she was talking about when you pray, you need to be specific with your prayers. Because she said she used to work in entertainment, like as an actress and stuff like yeah. that. And so back in 2008, she was like, Lord... I want to be working all 2008. Let me just be, you know, right. working all 2008. I just want to be in the in in the business. 2008. Right. She says she worked all 2008. As soon as 2009 hit, oh, stopped coming. Auditions stopped coming. She said you have to be specific with your prayer. Right. She was like, I prayed for 2008. And he gave you 2008. And that's what I got. <laughs> Man. Listen, I learned such so a hard like, you know, lesson and just prayers. how to. So like I like I have adjusted mightily what I pray for. Okay. I asked the Lord to send me the man that he has made for me and to help me to receive him. That's it. Send me whoever you, Lord, you order the steps, okay? Because I thought I knew what I was doing. And clearly, (laughs) I was tempted, Jesus. So give me the one you decided. I don't want the qualities I think I need. I want the qualities you know I need, okay? And just help me to receive him because you know it can be hard for us to receive that which is not our ideal sometimes you can look older people or like you know it just doesn't it doesn't fit what you thought 
you would be looking for. And so I just pray that the Lord helps me to be receptive when he does send what he knows that I need. I ain't asking for nothing else, okay? <laughs> I love, like, I, that slap on the wrist, I Literally. learned that lesson, okay? Ouch, that hurt. All right, I thought I knew what I was talking about. Clearly, Jesus, I do not. Now, do Ooh, I require nice. a man with faith? I require a man with faith, but I am flexible in what that faith looks like. I, ooh, let me, let me think about how to say, I would like religion, I guess religion is important in terms of like, I do need a man who believes in Christ, all right, because I, I don't think, I, I'm not converting, I have a strong belief in Christ, <laughs> I'm not going to convert, I'm not going to move, like, I'm, I'm going to stay with Christ, so I do hope <laughs> that his belief Listen, I do hope that what his faith is in, like it needs to be in Christ. What his faith looks like is flexible to me. I feel like everybody's relationship with God is different. And it's like, you know, the way that I, the way that I see and serve him is not the way that everybody else sees and serves him. Right. So I would just need to like truly believe that he believes and Christ and that Christ orders his steps and how that communion happens is between him and Christ. I get that. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. I can I can totally understand that. I can totally understand that. Your thoughts today? Okay, so now I will say that I have never actively prayed to God about what I want in a man. Um and I'll, Don't do I, I guess I'll say outside of like, you know, the basics of like, you know, be sane and, you know, not a murderer and, you know, be funny and all that type of stuff. But like, as far as, as far as a long-term relationship or anything like that, I have never actively prayed about what I want. Now, with that being said, I've been in my relationship for five years now and I realized way after, well, not after the fact, but I realized now that I think about it, that everything I want or would require in a, a partner, in a man, God has strategically like given to me already. So even though I didn't actively pray for it or like sit down and make a list of what I would, what I need or what I want, I feel like I could not have or I could not ask for any more than what I've got. And so for that, I am Ooh, grateful. come on for the delivery um, of a blessing. <laughs> and and I, when you asked the question, I was like, when you asked, I was like, I never really asked, but like, you know, thinking about it, it's not a lot of things that I would, you know, change or, you know, make different in our relationship or even the type of person that he is. Because I felt like if we wasn't together and I just knew him or even if I knew just a little bit about him that I would be gravitated towards him in some type of degree. So, I mean, and I guess thinking about it or talking about it right now, you know, it makes you think about how good you have it because like, <laughs> I didn't ask for any of this. Like I wasn't sitting down and like, you know, I want to be in a, this type of relationship to have, you know, 
this long of a time with somebody like this just happened and the fact that it just happened is good enough um, for me i feel like as far as as <laughs> no far as literally like, you know, faith and whatnot like um he is pretty much the same way that i am like you know not too religious but you know religious background both of our families are very churchy like you know and he has a, a spiritual connection with God in a sense or in the same degree that I have. You know, we're not going to church every week. We go when we feel like it, you know. We don't sit down and actively pray together, but we do know that we pray for each other and we do pray. And it's just the connection in that sense. Um, I guess think about it right now. It does, It is very important to have somebody that, you know, at least if they don't believe what you believe in, can respect your beliefs enough to where it's not impeding on them or it doesn't put a strain in your relationship. And like I said, I never put any thought into any of this. And the fact that, you know, we can mesh well on that level of religious and spiritual connection to whatever you believe in, then that in itself is a blessing too. This all came out of nowhere, and this was just like the way that it all laid out. True. Yeah, it's just that's just the way that it happened for me. Yeah, I feel like for me, for me and Ashton, it it definitely um, like I had known him before we actually got together, and like there was an attraction like on both sides. But the timing wasn't right. Yeah, I remember how long so Dominic and Ashley was like, friends. Okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I remember. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is my friend. You know, when we first started. Okay. Because we we did we did not um, we did not know that we really wanted to be in a relationship. Like we knew that we had an attraction to each other. And so we were just trying to figure things out, like taking it one day at a time. Child, y'all was so all like, the ones that didn't know. We were, <laughs> <laughs> we were friends first. We were getting to know each other. It wasn't serious. So that way, if we both were like seeing red flags or whatever, we could just, you know, remain friends or like whatever. But it wasn't serious at first. So yeah. But I never, to your, to your question, I've never really like prayed for uh, um, uh, together, a mate, a spouse. I never prayed for it, but I will say that I definitely had um, like thoughts about it and imagined what I wanted my relationship to be like. And I always like said it, like I want my relationship to be like this. I want my, my person to be like this, but I never like prayed about it. So I guess like just me saying it out loud, I mean, I might have like you know just put it out there in the universe. So, so you know they they say like when you speak things like that's what you power get. of the time. So I feel like I feel like that is what happened. Okay. Um, I mean it is a plus that he is also a minister, so like he does have a connection, a spiritual connection, um, which honestly like I appreciate because that actually um it has helped me like in my faith like grow but it also has like helped our relationship because there have been definitely times where either both of us one of us separately like we've we've been in spaces that have been you know 
kind of dark or low or whatever. And we've been able to pull each other out of that through like our faith and through like, okay, we've been in this spot before, but look how things turned around for us and this and the third. So it's like, it definitely helps when you have somebody that can understand that, that aspect of life. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to make this like a two-parter? Because I have a lot of more questions and this will take forever. <laughs> so I feel like we can like... We could definitely make this a two-part because... <laughs> This, this is, is this is really one more question. Yeah, or what? I think we can stop. Oh, okay. like, right I here. enjoyed this. What happened? No, I was asking if we was doing one more yeah, question, I mean, we... but you said we stopping. So okay, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, I can ask one more question. What is what comes first, family or friends? Family. Family. What comes family or friends? Family. Yeah. Um. Okay. So but sometimes friends become family. I want to say. Okay, so this is my thing. I want to say family, because I have a good family. Amen. Amen. There are some people that don't have a good family base. Right. So they they have been either like kicked out or ridiculed or, you know, saying grew up with a, a alcoholic daddy to beat on them or, you know, saying a mama that wasn't around. Right. So like there there are people that like once they get older and they move out, their friends right. become their family. Right. And so I feel like, you know, saying they would probably choose their friends over their family because they've gotten the love that they needed and deserve and have wanted for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they get that from their friends. So it's like, I'm going to ride or die for these people because they ride or die for me. Right. Um, so for me, it's like, I would say family first because like I have a good family. Like me and my mom were good. Right. Like even though me and my dad don't have the best relationship, I do know that he loves me. So like if anything were to happen, like I'm going to be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, definitely family. Um, and then my friends. But wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's hard because... Sorry. Trey, what? did did we talk about what you pray for in a partner? Or if you pray for a partner? <laughs> we, well, we did. We well, did because kind of I feel like I haven't had the experience to, like... No. I don't, like... I mean, I know what... I feel like I know some of the things that I want... And I feel like I know a few things that I may need. Oh, but you're saying um, without the actual relationship experience, you haven't had like a trial and error. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, first of all, for me, this is why I was like, we need to make this two part because of the whole other situation. But I believe in relationship over religion because religion can get really deep and cloudy and like churchy where there's like, rules and yeah. like yeah like i've been to churches that shout the house down but there has been no message and no meat like y'all in here falling from the mouth and falling out but nobody has given anything to shout for like, ain't no oil on like, like <laughs> yeah ain't no oil on your so you're you in a full sweat and messing up your good clothes and you ain't got the oil on it and so like yeah it's just it's just a whole like i hear you church it's very important for me. Like, I want to be in a relationship where I can openly pray for you or you uh -huh. pray for me. Okay. Like, I can sit uh -huh. next to you and stand next to you and do that. Um, um, I do believe that church is important. And it's that. But when it comes to separating relationship and religion, like, for me, religion is almost like rules. And a relationship is really building that thing that's personal between that you and God. Yeah, it's just different. And so I just really, it's important that that person, whoever I meet, has 
a relationship with God. Trey Morris is not converting. I do believe in Jesus Christ <laughs> who died for my sins on that Jesus. cross. Christ. Okay, it ain't no shade to like it ain't no shade to nobody, but that's just that's me. And so like I can't you don't want a little Buddha. I can't be I have Buddha. I know we can't be the only Buddha I want is the back end of your Buddha. Okay, but wait, what if that person is like, you know, a different religion or denomination or whatever, it's still very much spiritual and, you know, religious in that regard, but it's just not what, you know, Jesus Christ. But we can't I just feel like we can't be like equally yoked or have that connection because we're not praying to the same God. Like I just But but if that person is still praying for like your well being and your success, even if they are praying to Buddha, they're still like, you know, reaching out to a higher person. So well, they, I don't believe in Buddha But they do, <laughs> so they're believing that your success will come. Like isn't that like a good thing? No, no but Trayvon doesn't feel like there thing. will be fruit of that prayer because I don't believe in that. <laughs> That's what he's saying. But if you pray to no your God about them, your prayer ain't going past this ceiling. I'm trying to shake down heaven. I don't know what you're shaking down, but dust and, and AC units. And I don't have time. Shit, man. Like, I, it's like, it's just security thing. Like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not knocking somebody's religion, but for me, I just feel like, how can we connect on that spiritual relationship level if we don't have the same? Because there are some things in different religions that that that's their religion and their beliefs that I don't believe in. Like, I I respect the belief. I think it's Muslim for the girls to cover their head and all that stuff. But I don't need all that. Like, I'm not, it's too hot for all this shit. Oh, like, I'm not gonna do this with you today. Uh, like, you, like and, you know, and even with some churches, like it can get too deep where like they are not having a nigga in a crop top. What if my nigga got a body and want to wear a crop top? He can wear that shit. Like, that's all. It just, <laughs> Oh, all of this plays a part. It's just, yeah, like this definitely needs to be a two part because we have got to come back to these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. Listen, uh, yeah. I don't know why, but what you're saying makes complete sense to me. Like, I understand the concern there. Like, if yeah, we are not speaking yeah. to the same yeah. power, I get it. Like, like. If you get sick, you're not gonna get to Roko and Shababai and, and have a moment. I don't have time to be lighting candles and digging bells, bitch. You got to, I got to get Listen, through it. Listen, I'm not gonna do this with you. Listen to me. So yes, but also to answer your question about friends and family, for me, I kind of put friends first in a sense of, and it's my fault, but I, I realized that I cut my family off to prevent any judgment and negativity. Okay, so I, I completely understand And there's nothing that. wrong with your that. Fam, your Be, friends take you. There's absolutely because nothing wrong with that. Your friends take you as you are. Yeah, like I've, I've had moments of trying to open up to my family or trying to show like this is my life and it gets received so dramatic and like unnecessary. And I was like, I can't keep doing that. So to prevent any negativity, any type of whatever, let me just, let me, love y'all but this ain't right but you know what oh, we really God. need to look at a working definition of family because you know that's what i was about to oh, say oh well the working definition because i would just say the working definition of family oh wait did i have it on here oh i didn't do that one that's the one i didn't do never mind <laughs> but yeah so and that might be something we come back to but it's just like yeah truly we should 
we should really think like think about what constitutes family and is it all blood or does bond I don't think dictate? that it is yeah I don't think that it is either because there are people that have been adopted um by True you know, story. People, and they have like their other siblings that you know saying that they have they're all close and they connect because they have that 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 tight-knit connection and that experience um and that love so like you know they they're not blood but like you can't tell us that we're not family because you know saying we done been through some shit and we we ride for each other and we got this love and this bond yeah and i agree like some people are some friends become closer than family members and you consider them family like it is some people that is my blood that you know it's cool and i care about your well-being but like we are not friends and and there's some people that i would place on a higher hierarchy because we are that close as friends i consider you my family so i'm gonna treat you as such so it just depends on your circle and who you consider your family and the relationship the bond right. like it just depends on that okay Ooh. well with that being said we'll stop here and reconvene this to a, t- a two-parter situation a little bit later yes um uh, of course you guys know that you can follow me at the real Trevaris and at princess carter um you can follow me at underscore dami boy underscore did you guys want to give your social medias? Y'all can put it in oh, the I'm description. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this teacher probably can't, so we'll just... You know, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I'm private. You can also follow us together at the Peach Tea Podcast um, on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I mean, if you want to reach out to us, send us any yes. questions, letters. If you want to whatever. answer any of these questions that we asked in the show today, feel free. You can DM us or you can reach out at um, on Gmail at the PC Podcast, the PC Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And also, last shameless plug for all of you girls and guys and things in between who are stuck in the house and need alcohol. Um, our good girl, Annie. Annie Mae, she was on the other episode, we did our last past episode. She also was the bartender for our live show. Um, hit her up at blazin underscore blends, B-L-A-Z-I-N underscore underscore B-L-E-N-D-Z. Um, and order your alcohol. She will drop it off at your house. Um, it's perfectly bottled. It's perfectly bottled. It's sealed and sanitized. And she can make customized drinks and even do like packages if you want it. So hit her up. And tell her that we sent you. We don't have a discount code, so just pay full price, support her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and with that being said, it was cute. Bye. 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 Uh-huh.